Welcome to Trek Talk, episode 11. I'm your co-host, John Alley, and with me is... Karen Gillum, your other co-host. Hey, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, it has been a while, and a lot has happened in that time. And one thing's happened is, with you, you've moved. I moved. That is right. Relocated to a better state. No offense, John. <laughs> That's okay. I should. I, say, I was going to say it, a I, warmer state until. <laughs> and we thought we'd move to uh, North Carolina to the south and get away from the northeast winter. And of course, uh, they were hit with their. So basically, it's your fault. That's what I'm hearing is because you took the cold weather with you. Yeah, and I'm sure you had it up there too, but yeah, it down to ten degrees down here in North Carolina. It's like, come on, that's not why I moved here for. No, but I've been I've been to where you moved, and it is a very uh, very beautiful place. So, uh, oh, thank so you. I'm a little little jealous. So, still trying to get you to come down here. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what turns out. There's there's a couple things going on. I'm waiting to hear hear back from. So the game table behind me is all cleaned off. It's just it needs. I see, I, I see I see that, but uh, our listeners can't. Well, <laughs> forget our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, cut, I'm not cutting that everybody. out. You you heard Hopefully him. Everybody. We still have listeners since it's been. Several months. Um, yeah, we just had a lot going on. We actually tried to record a, another episode a couple of weeks ago to talk about discovery. I think we both felt we didn't really, we didn't really, we weren't really happy with the recording. And plus, we had some, I think we had some glitches too with we the audio. Some, we had some major lag, and there was a lot of talking over each other, and so I wasn't happy and. I thought Garen would offend a lot of people with his negativity towards Star Trek Discovery, so... <laughs> now, now. We're getting past that. Yes, yes. This, uh... No, I mean, we tried to... I think we tried to... Maybe we waited too long, I think, to do our first reaction on the show. And there was just too much to talk about. And, yeah. And it just... It didn't, didn't quite work out, but... Uh, you know, I think what we want to do, we want to jump kind of back into things. Obviously, it isn't news that we've got a new show, Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek's back on the air, which is awesome. Um, I think the other part of it, it seemed like like we were when we were doing the other episodes, John. It, it, you know, it was like bits of news, or sometimes there really wasn't any news, right? And then it's like we got engulfed with the whole thing of a new show coming out it almost was overwhelming in a bit in a kind of a way that's true kind of, did you feel that at all yes but yeah especially i mean watch, watching an entire half a season uh episodes yeah. one, one through nine and then trying to elaborate on everything it was it was overwhelming and we did talk about a lot but uh it just didn't really seem to go anywhere <laughs> It uh, yeah, it just it just it's a lot to take in, and I I, I didn't think I quite expected just kind of how the impact of having Star Trek back on the air, and you know just 
getting acclimated to the new show and the negativity that was behind the show even before it started. Just, yeah. I don't know. I think for me, it kind of set up a weird atmosphere. And, uh, yeah. and Honestly, plus I, we were going through this whole move and it's just, you know, yeah, uh, the, the negativity really got to me. And I think that's one reason why I wasn't feeling the podcast thing because I was reading the negativity on the, mm-hmm. on forums and on Facebook. And it's just, it, it, it got to me. It was like, I'm loving this show. I don't see <laughs> yeah. why yeah. other people are having such issues with it. So, yeah, I mean, I, there were some issues I had with it. I, well, I went, I kind of went back a little bit. Like I thought the first two part, was awesome. Right. And I had, a, I had a few things, issues with some of the other stuff, but I kind of looked back on it. And I thought, I think a lot of my out, outlook had to do with some things that were going on with me and just the move and just kind of being overwhelmed with yeah. various factors and, well, you know, and, um, however, I do remember telling you at one point, I was like, I think there's going to be an episode, or at least I hope there'll be an episode at one point, just kind of, kind of going to hit. And, and it's like, okay, now it's arrived. It's Star Trek. I can get, I can just kind of leave all the baggage behind and stop comparing it to the old shows and just, just enjoy the show for what it is. And so it happens that, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying the rest of the season was bad, but it just this the mid well, what do we call it? The second half of the season I first episode. I think they're calling it, it chapter two. I think they're calling it chapter two. Yeah, chapter two, which is the episode was called "Despite Yourself." Yep, that's the one they um, hit for you. Absolutely rocked. I actually watched that. You waited to the next day. I'm like, John, you got what? You can yeah. just. I'm, I'm sorry, my 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 wife and daughter wanted to watch the Golden Globes, so Golden Globes, Star Trek, Golden I, Globes. I know, Star but when the, when the when the Admiral wants something, <laughs> I'm just a lowly <laughs> captain. Being your wife, I'm I'm, I'm I'm just a lowly captain. I get it. I understand. Um. But anyway, I think we want to jump into that episode a little later. Correct. I think for right up right now we're going to go straight into the the Federation News Service. This report has been brought to you by the Federation News Service. So, what's the first piece of news we have, Garen? Uh, it's just. Very interesting bit of news came out over the last month, which was around Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek. Yeah. Which at first seemed like, is this real? And then there were a few more announcements, and it seems like it's it's an actual thing. It's it's it seems strange. It, it seemed like it happened quickly. <laughs> it was like one day they're saying that. Uh, Quentin Tarantino may direct, and then it was like, okay, he will direct and like have a lot of input on it. And next thing you hear is Paramount's like pretty much, you know, giving him everything he wants, which includes an R rating. And uh, he's, I think he's chosen a screenwriter 
uh, Mark L. Smith who wrote The Revenant. Yeah. And it's just like it's like all this was was within a couple of days of each other and it's like man this is moving fast and it's like I don't know what to think about this. I I love I love Tarantino's movies but I just Tarantino and Star Trek I'm <laughs> It's funny. Like when you first showed that to me I thought it was a joke. However, I I did remember there's a podcast floating around on you can find it on YouTube. It, it was actually done a couple of years ago where someone was talking to him about Star Trek. And he apparently is a fan of Star Trek. And he even kind of had thrown out some ideas. of you know, or, or he said something about how, well, I have some ideas if it were ever to come. If something were ever to happen, he had a few ideas on what he wanted to do. Do you remember what any of those ideas were? I don't think he was very specific about the ideas, but he kind of like he didn't. I don't. He didn't like say, hey, "Here's here's what I think a script should be." But he did say, he did mention some episodes, some TOS episodes, that he's like, "Well, some of those episodes were so good, you know, doing a storyline." I don't know if it, if he meant like a, an actual remake or just maybe a. a, a a storyline along the same vein of some of the episodes, but but his idea was wouldn't it be great, you know, to have a TOS type of storyline, but yet you could have the money to do do it in a feature length. And he specifically mentioned the city on the edge of forever. I was just thinking that. <laughs> so, so again, I don't know if that really would what the movie would be, but that's kind of what he was. Thinking so that the, the TOS aspect of things is interesting. So it, you know, would that be, you know, would that be a if if he did do the city on the edge for remake the city on the edge for ever, ever he could uh, use uh, Harlan Ellison's uh, original script. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's apparently one of the reasons why they couldn't make it because they told him it would be just that there's no no budget for it. And I think. And I think uh, Gene Roddenberry didn't like the drug aspect of it. No, no, he didn't. But so I don't know. But then, then something else came up. Patrick Stewart, like, basically said, uh, you know, hey, he he he'd be up for being in a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. When I think up to then, I think he had been asked about it, and then he, he his answers were kind of like. It's kind of in the past. He probably didn't, right. didn't really see himself again in Star Trek, you know. Although he, you know, he goes to the conventions and he's not against Star Trek. Yeah, oh, yeah. Means, but I probably he probably didn't really see himself being in a movie again. But he was very clear to point out that he would be up for being in that movie. Picard, Picard in a Tarantino Trek movie. <laughs> be so, ambassador, said, ambassador know. Picard. If that's the case. I would think they would want to get Patrick Stewart if they could. Yeah. So, I don't know. But then it's like, well, you know, you had three movies of the Kelvin timeline and that cast. Would they, I mean, would they not use that cast? And Well, and I guess along the same vein, just in the last couple of days, Chris Hemsworth had said he's unsure about his return to Trek because that had previously been hinted at that he may come back as Kirk's father. 
Right. I so, yeah, I heard I heard it hinted at that somehow he would be in it and it might revert everything back to the prime timeline somehow. That was one of the rumors that was going around. Yeah. I have to think if it's, if they bring Tarantino in, he's probably got a totally different idea. And to be honest with you, would would Chris Hemsworth, where he's at now, you know, in his current status, would he would he kind of want to be in a Star Trek movie as kind of like a a side character? I don't know. Well, I, th- I think if I think the script that they probably had was he wasn't a side character because I mean he pretty much blew up right after Star Trek because I think about that time Star Trek and Thor came out about the same time. Yeah. So, um, so, so it's, it's interesting. Uh, JJ apparently is involved. So I, I, I hope, I hope they bring back the, I mean, the current cast of the Kelvin universe. Uh, that's, that's what you want to see. happen. Yeah. I want to, I want to see them, them continue. Unless they go along the lines of you know a deep Tarantino Deep Space Nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> what if they did a uh, if they did a TNG reboot? <laughs> uh, that would work too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hey, at least the one positive note is at least they're talking about another movie because up to then. It's really been kind of dead as far as the movies go. Yeah, yeah, because the cast kept on being asked, "Is when's the next movie going to be out?" And it's like most of them said, "Well, we haven't even heard anything about the next movie." So, yeah. So, so. at least there's a a light, and it seems to be a very bright light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, we'll see what happens, and so, we will continue to follow this story and report on it. I have one more question along the Quentin Tarantino uh, trek being R-rated as a – because, well, my kids are older, so they hear – being a father that wants your kid to be – watch Star Trek as well, how do you feel feel it going in that direction? Uh, hmm. I guess it would be, I, I have to say it depends. I wouldn't, it couldn't be like his other movies. That would be just be ridiculous. But is it, if, if, if there, there are a lot of movies that are, are, are rated that are not like visually graphic to the degree of his movies. Right. Yeah. So if it's more about, content that serves the story i might be up with it no i would prefer not i don't think it needs to go that way i think pj 13 can give you enough leeway right yeah i mean you know, i mean if i had younger kids i i'd probably be a little bit more upset if it is i mean things change from i mean they haven't even started filming obviously but things things can change but if i had younger kids because that's one thing we go as a family to go see star trek and yeah comic book movies and star wars it's like you know little tradition but um it's tough i mean obviously his movies like i said i mean they're visually you know graphic violent so i don't see how that would maybe maybe a klingon uh heavy movie with uh, a lot of battle with battles (laughs) severing limbs <laughs> limbs flying and 
I don't know. It, I'm 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 open to it. And the thing is, maybe it's just a one-off. If it's a one-off, that's the thing. It, that's it, true. Like, what if it's just a one-off movie and they still have the Kelman movies, but this is just a, another one-off kind of on its own? Then I, I probably wouldn't care as much, you know? True, yeah. yeah. But, I don't know. We just got to uh, kind of see how we'll it goes. See. We have probably, I'm guessing they're probably aiming for 2019, hopefully. Well, you know, on that topic, we'll, we can come back to that later because some of those elements are obviously in Star Trek Discovery. That's true. Yes, we will hit on those. But uh, second piece of news we have is the second Star Trek Discovery novel has been announced. It is called Drastic Measures. It is by Dayton Ward and is scheduled to be released on 6 February of this year. It's... Uh, Obviously based on uh, Star Trek Discovery. And would you like to read the synopsis, Garen? Uh, sure. Uh, well, I'll, do a, I'll just do a quick summary. So uh, it is 10 years prior to the Battle of the Binary Stars, which puts it at 2246. And basically it involves the story of the Federation colony Tarsus Four. That sounds familiar. And, uh, <laughs> yes, that should ring some bells. Um, it uh, basically involves Lieutenant Commander Gabriel Lorca, along with Commander Filippo Giorgio, uh, involved in uh, the Tarsus Four colony, and Adrian Kodos, the executioner from the TOS episode, Conscience of the King. Uh, so, uh, that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to that one. So am I. I actually, I need to get online and pre-order it after the podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So that's, 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 that's going to be, I think that's a, that's, that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like how like in the books they're bringing in some of the TOS elements and like this is, uh, one of the, I really like Conscious of the King. I, lo, I like that episode. So, to actually see what happened on uh, Tarsus Four, it would be uh, yes. really interesting. I think so. so yeah. So, spoiler alert, but obviously this is fifty-year-old episode. So, yeah, that's what it is. And basically, the story is uh, when Kirk. I guess he would have been like what, maybe a teenager. Or... I think it was young teens. Yeah. He lived on this colony, and they basically they had issues with their were basically ran out of food, and the governor Kodos had to basically, uh, I guess, uh, implement the final solution. Yeah, <laughs> make make the uh, make the supply fit the demand, or the demand fit the supply of food, if you will. <laughs> basically, had to execute people so that there were enough. Food to go around for the people that were left or left. So um, the episode was kind of a follow up to that, where they uh, think they may have discovered uh, Kodo still living uh, when they thought he had, I guess, perished. So it found, was a good episode, found, kind of like a mystery episode. Yeah, found him yeah. performing Shakespeare. Yes, that's right. Uh, excellent episode. 
Anyway, and also the third Star Trek Discovery novel was announced, which is called Fear Itself by James Swallow. And it will focus on Saru during his days on the USS Shenzhou. I did not see a release date for that. No, I've, I've just in the show notes is the first time I've seen the the actual title of it. Um, yeah, it sounds interesting. Hopefully, we'll see uh, possibly uh, fear itself. Maybe a little bit more about uh, Saru's background and his uh, culture. I think that'd be very interesting. Uh, I'm not familiar with James Swallow. Has he has he written a lot of Trek novels? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has. I don't know exactly how many, but oh yeah, I definitely recognize his name. I'm not sure if I read any of his books, but yeah, I do recognize the name. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure if he might have been a new author or something. So, which is always good. Get some new blood in there. But I might have to check out one of his other books before. Uh, in the meantime, since I just finished my book, I was reading. Okay, and. Next on the block is The Orville has been picked up for season two and will have 14 episodes and will be more sci-fi. That's, I believe that, yeah, that was actually quoting... Uh, yeah. Um, Seth MacFarlane? Seth MacFarlane? Yes, yeah, Seth MacFarlane. Okay. Sorry, I had a blank there. Yes, yeah, so... Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, I've I've been watching it. Have you? Have you? Oh yeah, I've watched the entire first season so far, and I I love it. It well, I mean, they brought in a lot of the uh, set set designers, and I think a few of the directors, and from oh, uh, the next generation. So it, yeah, it's it's definitely got it's got the old time Star Trek feel and by old time I mean like the TNG but I mean great production value great, uh, yeah great production great writing great humor which is nice thrown in there yeah I have one more episode of the first season to watch so oh, really? I think it's gotten steadily better it has um, I think the first couple episodes they were relying too much on the humor and then they they toned it down a little and it I think they found that perfect blend of humor, sci fi and drama because I mean some of the episodes were very much like TOS kind of like moral dilemma episodes that were amazing. Very it's definitely a mix yeah, it's a good mix of TOS and TNG. Um Yeah, so yeah, this quote about more sci-fi, I'm not sure exactly what that meant, but, you know, I think they're probably just feeling more confident about the show. I think they may, it sounds like they, it may, they may lessen the humor even a little more in the next next season. So, And uh, speaking of Seth MacFarlane, uh, if you go to YouTube, there is a video of him when he was, I believe he was 14, where he made his own Star Trek fan film. And it's actually not too bad for like a. For I did a, watch that. It was it was it was pretty pretty good. So. I did. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so he, he goes. He de- He's definitely got his uh, Star Trek pedigree. He goes back. So that was pretty cool. So um, 
Well, that's good. I'm glad that got picked up. And then, of course, Star Trek Discovery itself has been picked up for season two. Um, they, they, they kind of faked us out. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. Um, Aaron Harbart, who's one of the showrunners, do you follow him on yeah, Twitter? I believe so, yeah. He did this tweet of, of basically saying, you know, he's on the he's on the plane and he's they're they're work he's working on the second season two script and he had the the picture of his laptop open. So <laughs> So I, I went in there and zoomed in the picture. You have to zoom in on it, and then you can see what he has written on there. And he's like, is it some of the fact of, I knew you would zoom in to try to see what was on this. And <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, said something, some other thing. Kind of funny. Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, you got, you got us. Uh, okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, but there's there's no there's no date for when it will be returning. Uh, did not, I did not see anything about a date. Hopefully, no. hopefully we don't have to wait till 2019 as we do with Game of Thrones. <laughs> hopefully, oh. we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll be back towards the uh, end of this year. Now I didn't even hear that about Game of Thrones. They're saying that's not coming out tonight. 2019. 2019. Yeah. Did they give a month? Pardon? Did they give a month on that? Nah, I, they may have. I'm not. I, all I saw was 2019. I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> I hope they don't do that because I feel like with now that they got Star Trek back on, they need to keep the momentum. And right. you know, they got the they got the major ship sets done. So yeah, they got the costumes. They got they've got the they got the base baseline. So it I mean, basically it's just coming up with scripts and. Which seems like they're already working on them, so I think they could probably, uh, you know, take a few month, couple months off and jump right back into it. Maybe like, yeah. maybe back in September, <laughs> November. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. And our final piece of news is uh, more on a sad note is. Apollo astronaut John Young passes away at 87 years old. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bit of sad news. Uh, I believe he, he, yeah, he walked on the moon. I think he was involved in the shuttle program as well. So, uh, it's kind of amazing. I still, I still like amazed at the age of the astronauts that are passing away. I mean, these guys are almost, you know, Mid eighties, pushing ninety. Yeah, these are the last men who walked on the moon, and and in the present day, we the we don't even have an operational s- spacecraft that can put men in orbit. Right. Sad. We, we have to bum rides off the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just, it just makes you wonder. Like, if we had kept everything going and had not had any pause like where we would have been by now right yeah if we and kept like upgrading the equipment and you know coming out with new designs i mean i mean we probably already would have been to mars we would have had a base on the moon i mean maybe even a base on mars are you like moon base alpha (laughs) yes that's right base 1999 yeah Love that show. Yes. 
I watched that show back in the day. I was rewatching. Uh, I was rewatching it a few months ago on uh, Hulu, and it, they took it off. So I wasn't. I was like halfway through season one. <laughs> See, that's why I canceled Hulu. I had Hulu for a while, and I just got sick of it because there'd be something on there, you'd watch it, then it'd be gone, or you'd start watching something, and they, and they only had some of the seasons of certain shows, or they had some of the episodes of certain. It's like. It, it just make any sense. I just got so frustrated with who like it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know where else you would even watch that show now. Maybe you can yeah. buy it. I don't know if they have. It on I DVD. think you. Can, I think you can order uh, DVDs, but I think it's a pretty penny. So uh, I'm hoping it'll come back uh, on, on Hulu or somewhere. But uh, all right. Okay. Uh, I think it's time to. Uh, take a trip over to uh, Cork's Bazaar or is it Phaser Blast from the Past which one is it this this time a little I bit of both this, this would be Phaser Blast from the Past unless you have anything I do so it's a little bit of both so the third rule clearly states never spend more for an acquisition than you have to yeah I just I was at the bookstore a while back and I picked up some uh, the volumes of the best of Trek which were basically paperback collections of the Trek fan magazine from the 70s, early 70s, by the way. So they're pretty cool. Do you have, do you have any of those? Uh, I think I have one or two. Yeah. I, 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 re, I bought a big box of like old Star Trek novels. I had a photo novel, some photo novels, some Best of Trek the logs and yeah so i have a few of those i used to read i, I got as many as i could back back in the day in the 80s they're just they had really cool cool articles back in the day before any uh there was really a lot of published uh material out there so it was kind of cool and before the internet that's right when you had fanzines you know, especially volume one some of the articles that were—I mean—they were actually literally lit, written in the early '70s, so it's just kind of cool to kind of read some of that stuff. And Volume One actually had a uh, like a whole article on the Klingon Empire, which is just written oh, wow. by someone. It was just all about what they what they thought the Klingon Empire would be in the background. Just kind of interesting reading that stuff. Were they close? Huh? Were they close? Or you haven't reread it yet? I, I didn't reread the whole thing, but I remember reading it the first time. Um, so it was kind of cool. Uh, and the other thing too is like I don't think they were even any licensed, really licensed at all from anyone because they didn't actually have Trek art on the covers. It was just like generic sci-fi spaceships. <laughs> Right. In fact, yeah. I don't know that it said Star Trek anywhere on the outside of the book either. It just said Best of Trek. Trek. I think, yeah, <laughs> Best of Trek. Well, I think it, it was ba- basically they took um, – it was a fanzine that they took and put into a book form. Yeah. It was a bunch of fanzine basic, articles. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was Trek magazine, which is a fan magazine, and then they collected the articles and – paperback yeah. later and they had like a, a fan yeah fan art because i think uh, one of mine has i think a picture uh fan drawn picture of uh 
Spock or McCoy. Mm-hmm. So, pretty cool stuff. To reminisce. Yes, the good old days. Right. Back last century. <laughs> <laughs> Back in WWT. Okay. Um, my my recent purchase was, uh, unfortunately, my local, con- well, I have a couple, but the comic book I pref- or a comic book store I preferred, Little Fish Comics down in Fredericksburg, was closing due to the rent being raised, and mm-hmm. hopefully they're going to reopen. But uh, the owner, really great guy, um, he had these uh, the Star Trek Fem Fatels, the Borg Queen, and Seven of Nine. And every time I'd go in there, I'd look look at them, and you know they're just a little bit too pricey for me for for what the, what they were. So. But yeah, last time I was in there picking up my pull, my last pull from my uh, my box, uh, he said, "If you're still interested, I'll give give them to you for ten dollars each." It's like, uh, mm, I'll, let me go talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Went out to the car, and two minutes later, I was back in buying them. So yeah, they're they're really nice. So but, those are the, ac- the action figures. Well, they're not really they're not really action. They're more like s- statues, probably. Oh, okay. Uh, they're probably about. 10 inches high. Okay. But, uh, I think they're PVC pit figurines, molded PVC, but really, nice. really well okay. done. Yeah. So, so are you, is there another sh- shop down there or are you there? There's one in, uh, there's one in Woodbridge. Actually there's two in Woodbridge. I, I just, I just need to go in and I need to get the current most recent, uh, Star Trek Discovery and Boldly Go. And then I need to see if I can get on a pull list like I was down there. Which was great because, I mean, the guy got to know me enough. I just told him, basically, if it has Star Trek in the title or anything to do with Star Trek, go ahead and pull it for me. <laughs> and he did. He actually, actually, along with that, he has like sold me some comics like for a dollar each that he just had. And I have this DC, it's like a larger uh larger yeah. format uh dc comic it was called star trek dead of honor i don't know if you can see oh, but i see uh, that nice so yeah it's uh i i've n- I never read it so uh i still haven't read it yet but it's, it's on my to read list but very nice all right cool so that was my right. recent recent purchase excellent so, all right now to get into the the big shoe. Time to open hailing frequencies. Hailing frequencies open, sir. All right. So we want to talk about Star Trek Discovery Episode 10. Despite Yourself. That was the name of the episode. And it rocked. Yes, uh, before, because I... I don't know. I think Netflix in other countries isn't showing this episode until the 23rd. At least I've I've seen January 23rd on with Netflix. So, I mean, so we'll put it out there there will be spoilers if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yes. yes. Spoiler alert. That's all we're going to say about that. So, all right. Mirror Universe. 
Was that a surprise, or were they kind of hinting at it? They were. They hinted at it at the end, uh, the mid-season finale, with uh, when um, Lorca and Stamets was looking at the uh, the the map. Of yeah. The jump map, I guess, is what it is, or the galaxy yeah. map, and Lorca's theory of how you could the mycelium web could possibly take you to other parallel universes. Yeah. And so they, they hinted at that. And then at the end when, uh, Lorca, I don't know. It seemed like he overrid it, like overrode the navigations because it did say navigation override. It almost like he did it on purpose, but then he doesn't even know where he's at starting this season. So I don't, I don't know. It, it seemed like he was doing it on purpose at the end of the season finale. Doesn't doesn't he always isn't doesn't doesn't isn't he the one that initiates the jump, if you will, though from the bridge? Well, no, he usually uh, he usually orders the the jump, but then it's the um, oh, I can't think of I can't think of her name. Uh, the she kind of looks like an android, but it, I think it's just a she's not an android. No, Just, but yeah, she, because yeah. she she always she always ha- she always pushes the the spore drive, but yeah, but this time but this time he pretty much because somebody did a screenshot of his uh, Lorca's controls on on his arm, uh, chair arm, and it said navigation override and some other thing. It showed the number of jumps they did so far, and then that last jump just said unknown. Did did that show him actually pushing something? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because later on in the episode, he's very intent about having they need to get back. Right. So. Maybe he was just, I mean, maybe he's just trying something. And it just got out of hand. I mean, it didn't have the effect that he thought it would or something. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll see further on. But yeah, it does seem like they're going to be in the mirror universe for a few episodes, if not the entire rest of the season. <laughs> yes. So they jump in. They they realize where they're at due to uh, the the quantum signatures don't match up. Uh, and then they come across. Of course, there's space debris, and then a Vulcan ship shows up opens fire on them and then another uh, Starfleet ship shows up and destroys the Vulcan ship right yes and they they knew that wasn't right because that ship was actually supposed to be in dry dock for uh, upgrades refit refit I think so they basically put two and two together that uh, something is off, and then uh, oh, and then wait—is this? Oh, this this is one the Cooper. The the other ship is the USS Cooper, Cooper. or the ISS Cooper. Yes. Who ha- hails the discovery? Lorca's about to go on audio. Burnham says, "No, you can't, because you're not on the ship. You're not the captain." And they're like, this is this this is when they did that, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Well, they re, they re, re, retrieve the uh, um, the Klingon uh, 
memory oh, yeah. core, memory core. Yes. And then uh, they, because she, uh, she's pulling all that data from that memory core on the, on ship uh, ship personnel and sees that Lorca is not supposed to be on it and that there is another captain, a Captain Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> which is great yes well that was cool the way they did it because she's like you're not the captain and they're like well who is the captain and then she puts it on the screen <laughs> yeah she is <laughs> and it's Tilly dressed up in armor straightened out hair looking badass and she's like that's me <laughs> and <laughs> And they quickly realize that she's going to have to respond for the ship as being the captain. That scene was so cool because yeah. she's basically sitting there and Lorca's like having to give her hand signals kind of not what to say. And... Her her facial expressions. <laughs> what the heck? He- hell. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that was great. Oh, yeah. Um, which is interesting because there was they did hint at that. Remember, uh, it was probably a few episodes ago when Stamets came out of one of the jumps and he saw Tilly and he called her Captain. Captain, yeah. So he he obviously had been in the Mirror Universe before in some some form or other. So so then all craziness ensued from there. Um, what else? There was something else that they. Basically, they kind of figure out what's going on. They get more information on the Terran Empire, um, which is basically, I mean, not that we don't already know this, but the Terran Empire is just all humans, completely xenophobic. Yes. Um, and basically, they are fighting against everyone else. The Klingons, Andorians, and Vulcans are allied together. Um which I'm, which I'm hoping they'll show more of that. I mean, they'll show some of the other side of, in the mirror universe because I'd like to see the interactions between, like the Klingons and Romulan, or yeah, Klingons and Dorians and Vulcans. So, do you think that they they did they did basically figure out that okay, the their counterpart, the Terran Empire Discovery, is probably back in. Their own universe. I wonder if they're going to ever flip back to that during the next couple episodes. That would be cool. That would be, yeah. Kind of like they did with uh, um, Mirror Mirror. They they went back and, like, how evil Kirk was uh, dealing with life on the actual Enterprise. And, yeah, that that would be awesome. Now, the other thing I want to ask you about, so... When they just at the start of the episode, when they first realize they're not in the right place, Lorca says something about the Starbase. They were supposed to be going to Starbase forty six, right? But he said something about Organia, the planet Organia. Well, I think. Did you guess? Yeah, I did. did. I, th- I thought that was like the system they were in. I thought that they were in the Organia system. Yeah, so he's talking about Organia. In other words, I think the Starbase 46 is supposed to be near Organia, and of course Organia was was a big part of uh, another original series episode, 
Errand of Mercy, which is the first episode where we ever saw Klingons. Right. And that's the, where the peace, the Organians, like, brokered somewhat peace between the Federation and Klingons. Yeah. So I, I guess... I guess I'm trying to figure out why there would be a star base there. I mean, it in that episode, it was, I guess, a contested area of space, which is why the Klingons invaded Organia in the first place. Right. But if, but if the Federation had a star base there, that, was, that was, wasn't mentioned. You'd think that would be a difficult... difficult It'd be hard to invade if they had. I, I guess yeah. I was just I was kind of thrown off about the fact that there was a, supposed to be a star base. Maybe maybe the you know maybe it gets contested later. Klingon yeah. wants to claim it as its own or something. I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of just like a a quick line. Lorca said, oh, but I, I, I did I did ca- I did catch it, but maybe as part of the peace treaty of this war, whenever it ends, maybe they pull back. Territory, maybe at the dismantle star bases or something. That's yeah, that yeah, that could be it as well. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what were you gonna say? I wasn't gonna say anything. Uh, huh? But I think it's time to discuss the other uh, item from the original or the prime universe, I guess, mm-hmm. which would be the USS Defiant. The wire, yes. the wire frame representation that they pull up, that was contained within the uh, memory of yes. the Klingon ship. I was pretty stoked about this because obviously, I mean, it's a huge reference back to Star Trek Enterprise, which I have grown to really like. So, yes, the fourth season is two-parter episode called in a mirror darkly of enterprise which was basically focused it was entirely focused on the mirror universe there wasn't any swapping between universe it was like i did go back and watch watch the first episode i still need yeah i still need to watch the second part of it yeah so it it was just like a one-off enterprise episode well two-parter where it was just mirror universe and yeah, so the story... Well, you just watched it, so the Defiant... It's kind of weird, because it's the TOS Defiant that went to the Mirror Universe, but not only did it go to the Mirror Universe, it went back in time, so that it was in the Enterprise era. And it disappeared within the Tholian web. I was was that the... Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. It, it was the only web, which was a which was a TOS episode, also. So yeah, I mean, basically, they're I mean, by doing this, they're kind of referencing TOS because it's the Defiant Plus. They're referencing to Star Trek Enterprise, which is pretty cool. But the wireframe they show on the screen is not. I mean, it's definitely got Constitution class features, but it's definitely slight changes. Which can be accounted for, I mean, being that it did appear in the Mirror Universe over a century ago, and if it was used in battle, they, I mean, if any kind of damage, they'd have to upgrade, like, the, because the uh, nacelle struts had, uh, I don't know if those are weapon, like, fa- like phaser cannons, but the nacelle struts are a little bit different. The saucer section had, like, uh, uh, Almost like a little cutout, three cutouts. 
in the hall. The secondary hall seemed to be shaped more like the the, the movie era Enterprise to, to uh, motion picture. Yeah. Or, and the, um, and, the, and the, uh, the deflector dish also looked like it had like an extra two or three, uh, kind of like um, kind of like the Shinzo had their deflector dish had multiple antennas yeah. or whatever you want to call them coming out. I mean, I I'm thinking more on the lines that that's that's just their modified version of the new look of the show. I would probably prefer that. I mean, it really depends. I mean, because what did they call up? Did they call up <laughs> from the history banks what it will look like when it first crossed over? Because, I mean, what, would it even still be in service? I think it was new technology when they got it. Cause it, it was advanced technology when they got be, it. I, mean, I don't know. They didn't really specify whether or not it would actually st- where it was still in service. They basically said, "Well, they, they apparently from the data banks they they got that I think the wireframe was the most current iteration of it, and that it was still in service, and that's where Burnham and Tyler were going to go. I think they were going to go." Try to find the ship, weren't they? See, this that's the part I was a little, a little hazy on because I, I rewatched the episode again last night and I wasn't clear. I wasn't really clear on what. I mean, they they said they they obviously they they wanted to since they knew there was another ship that came from their universe to the mirror universe. Then they, they figured, okay, there must be then another alternate way to get back. Right. With the spore drive. But they didn't really say, okay, we need to go to the Defiant or we need, you know what I mean? They didn't, it was more about how they needed to get back to the Shenzhou. They didn't really specify what their plan was after that. So yeah, it's, which is fine. I mean, they can. We'll kind of see what happened, but yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think they're going back to, back to Earth. I mean, possibly to face the faceless Emperor, which is another thing we need to discuss. <laughs> anyway, I just if, if hopefully we do get to see the Defiant, however however it looks. Yeah, I, def- I definitely want. I definitely want to see it. I, that's yeah. I mean, because, if it, if it looks like the wireframe, I'm totally fine with that. I think you know. Close see, enough. the thing is, if they show it, I'm. It should. We may get some answers on whether or not how much is the reimagining of the Star Trek, or is it, or isn't it? Yeah. Like if they show the Define, it looks pretty much unchanged from how it used to be. Then you could say, okay. Yeah. I'm not really changing the ships, but if it is changed, well, then, yeah, like you said, there could be two options. It could be the fact that they either re- redesigned it for the show aesthetics, or it could just be the fact that within the show in the universe they upgraded it. But... Yeah, they, uh, they had. I mean, after over a hundred years, I'm sure they'd have to refit it with upgraded equipment. And even though, granted, the 
timeline they're in is about the timeline it was originally constructed. But when it went back in time, you know, it was advanced technology. So it was the old though. I mean, things things still wear out. Even yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. And if, still have. And I don't. I I would think though at some point they would they would. They probably they may have used it initially. But the Terrans are very war heavy. I mean, they probably used it in a lot of battles, and I mean, the the nacelle struts are kind of like easy targets, as we saw in <laughs> um, Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> True. So I mean, if if, if, if those got if those they, got they damaged, they try to re- reverse engineer it and maybe dry dock it to just try to get technology out of it to build new ships. Though. But I also heard that those uh, those within how the this, the struts like kind of have that looks like a I heard it might be a phaser like a phaser cannon on another podcast kind of okay. si- similar to um the reliant okay so i mean it would it would it would have been a it would have been a major um, battle sh- i mean uh workhorse probably to win win any the war they were in so did the Defiant? It did survive the the end of the Enterprise two part. Yeah, episode, I, I believe. Yeah, okay, I believe so. Like I said, I've only watched the first one recently, which actually yesterday. So okay, okay. Hmm. So all right, that's gonna be cool. Right. Um, the uniform alterations were pretty badass. I loved them. Yeah. I liked how they, especially love the, uh, the 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 badge, the Terran Empire badge. I loved how they did that. Did you notice? I don't know that if you really got a close look at it on the show itself, but maybe it, it might have been on After Track or I saw it somewhere else. But they they added all these other badges that are like yeah. wounded in battle. Or, you know, they have a fifty kill, hundred kill. Um, Master of Poisons. Yes. Um, which I think Tilly had a hundred kill, and she had the Master of Poison. I think I can't remember what else. There was two others. I think she had on her armor, which the armor, oh. it's, the armor itself, the the captain's armor was both hers and Burnham's was great and. They did good on the uniforms yeah. to adapt those. Because even the belts were made to kind of look like sashes. Yeah, especially yeah. with the, the phaser holster. Yeah. Like, kind of like Kirk and Spock's sash they wore. That was a throwback to TOS. Um, oh, the other thing with Tilly, too, that reminded me of that is her, her nicknames, remember? She was the, the she had some nicknames, the Witch of Something and the... Uh, yeah, I can't remember the... Yeah, and then, yeah, there was... The was not Slayer. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember the first one. Then the Witch of something, and then uh, Captain Killy. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I was like, well, that's not impressive. Uh, <laughs> Captain Killy. Um, all right. What else? Uh, did we get? Well, speak, uh, instant was it instant. Connor was back yeah. as Captain Connor, Captain of the Sh- Shinzo. Yeah. After after Burnham was uh, believed to be killed, 
Yes. So basically, so basically their their plan was. Oh, okay. So they found out that in the mirror universe, Captain Lorca tried to uh, stage a coup and take over the Empire. Um, Burnham in the mirror universe, I guess, tried to stop him. And in the end, they they basically both were lost. They they basically didn't know if they were alive or dead. So the plan that they hatched was, okay, she's going to act like she's still alive, and she has captured Captain Lorca. And basically find the Shenzhou, because she had previously been the Shenzhou's captain, Say, hey, I got Lorca. I want my ship back. Which they did, and like you said, they found out Ensign Connor was the captain, captain of his Connor, Shenzhou. Yeah. Which is good to see him back. I mean, the yeah, he yeah, he, 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 he I can't he, call it kind of bad for him because he was actually at the con. Remember, yeah. he was one of the people they had at the con. Yeah. We thought he was, and then he, he was he, like, well, shit, he got killed in like the first. I don't even know if he made it to the second part of the. I don't know if he died in the first or second or second part of the first episode. Of he died. He died in the second part. But yeah, it was like we thought like his character was going to be like so huge, you know, and it's like he died in the second uh, second episode and then comes back as uh, Captain Connor and dies in a turbo lift. <laughs> yeah, he did have a better death. <laughs> he, that was a better one. Yeah. But, Which is pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, uh, to get back to, to get back to the say. uniforms, uh, yeah, they I, I liked I liked how they changed the blue to like a black. Yeah. They did they did bring uh, like the um, the women were wearing the uh, like uh, over the knee boots, kind of like Kahura did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> I'm I'm hopefully hoping a Novos does a mirror universe uniform. <laughs> I think they could because I think they basically add pieces on to the regular uniform, so they probably yeah. could could do something for that. Yeah. Um, the turbola fight between her and and Connor was was nice. And yeah, yeah you saw that coming. He's like, yeah, yeah. I found a way that I can impress my crew. He tries to take her on the turbo last time. She, st- I thought it was, she steps <laughs> off and they all start clapping. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Uh, uh, ready, ready to move on to the next point. <laughs> Should we talk about snap? Snap. Yeah. Well, actually, should we do before we talk to that. before we talk about that? Should we talk about the bullet after that first? Oh, you're because, talking, oh yeah, yeah, because he, yeah, he's, he still doesn't know what's going on, but the audience knows that uh, he's pretty much uh, Lieutenant Ash Tyler is Volk. Well, he's a Klingon. They haven't said his name yet, but who else is going to be? Especially when, must confirmed. Especially I mean, they, they confirmed it without saying it. Yeah, but. Oh, but but when but when he was speaking Klingon, you know, when they were doing that little ritual, him and uh, yeah. Laurel, the you, you could tell that was the same actor by the voice. 
in Klingon. Oh yeah, it was definitely Vokes. Yeah, it was Vokes voice speaking Klingon. So, so, I mean, it's pretty much yeah. And and when you know she's like, you have another name, you know, Laurel's, you have another name, just say it. And then of course everything that Doctor Colbert found out. I mean, he's basically saying, look, they took you apart. Moved some stuff around inside your body, overlaid a memory, another personality on top, you know, on top of your original personality. You're right. It's pretty much points to. It's funny though; they still won't confirm it because even in After Trek, they won't. They still don't say anything about it. It's like, yeah, you guys really think that people are not, not, I don't know. Yeah, I don't which, know that they. Ex- which the point we're getting at with with Dr. Kolber revealing all this, the procedures that Ash went through while well, Ash just snapped because he wanted it. <laughs> he wanted to go on that mission to protect Burnham. Right. So what did he do? Snap. He snapped <laughs> Dr. Kolber's neck. <laughs> I was not expecting that. No, was... that's, I, I, I literally jumped out of my seat and screamed, no, <laughs> <laughs> first time in any show I was jumping out of my seat so that was that's that was a surprise I did not expect that to happen yeah and then then they cut to Stamets and he just says the enemy is here yes so I mean it's it's it oh the other the, yeah the other the other allusion to that is finally uh it was earlier in the episode when Ash came on the bridge you saw uh, Saru's threat Gangula come out. Yeah. Which is the first time you kind of, I wondered why that hadn't happened before, but so, uh, that was, uh, it was good. It was, it was, yeah. it was a good episode. Oh, the, well, so what, oh, the agonizer booths. Those were amazing. Especially compared after watching the the in a mirror darkly the boosts they had on that and these, oh, wow. <laughs> Granted, it it is a hundred years between the two, but uh, yeah, the effects, the screams. Well, I had a question on that though. So when Burnham when she went over to the Shenzhou with, with Lorca and they took him to the brig mm-hmm. Captain Connor was like going to put him in the agonizer and she's like no I'm not going to have someone make the mistake of accidentally killing him or something and so then they left but then at the end of the episode Captain Lorca's in the agonizer so who who put him in the agonizer well no he, he basically I mean basically she uh to to maintain the cover because uh, I, I don't know if it was Connor or the operator of the agonizer booth guaranteed that it would he would not die and so I think she pretty much you know gave in so to to maintain cover really yeah I think that's that. that's that's that's, 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 when, that's the way I that's the way I took it still. Uh, under the impression that they weren't supposed to put him under there, I guess not. Then. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get it that way. I, after they, after they guaranteed that 
he would not be killed. She pretty much just. She. I, I thought think... after that she still said something about I expect him to be treated. Is that some way or something? I don't. Yeah, I might have to rewatch something... it, but treated something to do with his position or something. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe maybe that was it. I, I I might be wrong. I just I thought that they had left and he was not gonna be put in and then I was thinking at the end of the episode, well, someone put him in there. Yeah. No, no I, 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 I the way I took it was she basically uh gave in to cut co- maintain their cover. Those things are hardcore, man. I don't know how you would be after being one of those things for a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's pretty much. It was bad. It's like you're. It's nothing like what we, the other the, ones. The were. Inter- oh yeah, the Enterprise one was nothing. It was just like it was just like a clear booth and you know people acting like they're in pain. This one, you the special effects showing like you know the. The, the bones and the skull underneath and <laughs> I mean you, you may not have all your mental faculties I mean after something like that I don't know yeah. that was hardcore uh, so the other thing too is so with with Ash well after he goes over the Shenzhou and he's obviously he gets that was it you know he gets together with uh Burnham. Mm-hmm. At that point, does he know what he did, or did he? Did he maybe? Did he black out? Because they kind of set the stage that maybe he was having blackouts before that. Does he know that he snapped the neck of Culber at that point? Or he could. Or? He might not, because even even when uh, even when he was in the brig with uh, Laurel, it's like at one point he's. Uh, like pretty much right in front of her. Next thing he knows, he's holding a phaser, and it's right. like he does—he didn't know like what was going on. Yeah. So I think he, I think he is having blackouts. So. That's what I thought too. I, 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 I think I think it's it's, it's to the point where the uh, the Ash persona or, or the over Ash overlay and the Voke personality are kind of fighting for dominance. Yeah, and I think when they snapped the neck, I think that was Voke. And, yeah, and they left, and then Ash took back over. I, that's that's my theory. That makes sense. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I didn't. I, I mean, I sure hope he's having he's he's having blackouts because. Yeah, if he's remembering all this, it's just, it's not going to be end well for him. No. I, <laughs> so. I don't know. This it's we have to see on where this goes. So they pretty much ended it with Lorca and the Agonizer booth. Um Burnham has the captaincy of the Shenzhou. Tilly Tilly has control of the discovery somewhat. <laughs> Saru is still commanding officer, but uh but whenever they run into uh, mirror universe ships, uh, it's Captain Killy. I noticed they didn't even bother to give Saru a mirror universe uniform either, though. Oh, they can't. 
Remember the the it's, it's human only. There's that xenophobic. Oh, there's, yeah, that's there's, right. There's, they wouldn't, he wouldn't even be in Starfleet, right? Yeah. yeah, good point. Well, he probably he wouldn't be in Starfleet, but he. I'm sure the Terran Empire would have enslaved the yes. his people. True. True. Oh, so who do we think the emperor is? The faceless emperor. Uh, well, we kind of discussed it. Over message, uh, possibly uh, Giorgio. <laughs> I think it's Giorgio. Could I be. would I would bet money on Giorgio because I mean, what better way? I mean, they could have Michelle Yeoh back on the show. And yeah, they uh, already established she's not the captain of the Shenzhou, and they didn't mention her in, in any other way. <laughs> but then, she, well, although she could be, I mean, it could be in a very old. Hoshi Sato. <laughs> She'd be really old. Be, be kind of like the, be the emperor this. from Warhammer 40K. <laughs> Up to a bunch of life support. <laughs> it's possible. Although, I, 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 could, I think, could, I'm going to go on record and say it's, I think it's going to be uh, could, Georgia. could Giorgio be a descendant of Hoshi? Koshi's supposed to be Japanese. Oh, and, she's Japanese. And what's Giorgio is Chinese? Chinese, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so and like I or yeah, you know, like I said, unless I just go totally crazy and nuts and make Kirk the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I told you, it couldn't be Kirk because it one, he wouldn't want to be faceless. He'd want his he'd want his image on like banners waving on every every corner of the Terran Empire. <laughs> that is true. They got a nice setup. It sounds like I don't know. See the way they're setting this up. This this may it may be a mirror universe towards the end, toward, all the way to the end of the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, honestly, I think I think they could probably make a another series just in the mirror universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did see some backlash on this. Like some people are complaining about, I, I, there's a couple things that I saw. Some people complained that the, the, they didn't like the way they treated Ash. Cause I guess he's a character that represents mental illness in a way, because I guess if you look at it, from the perspective, if he wasn't Vok, yeah, he's suffering from PTSD as a war prisoner. Right. And I guess the fact that he's the first major Star Trek character with the kind of focus on mental illness. And then they had him kill off Culber. They didn't like that too much. But I, I kind of understand it, but the fact that he's Vok... Yeah, that it's, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> if, 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 really if you want to talk PS. Uh, PTSD, I think, which actually, uh, I think they, um, it's it's called something else now. It's not P PTSD. It's PTS. So the, because they want to get rid of, uh, get away from the word disorder, is what I heard. Okay. Um. So I yeah I I can't remember what it's called now. I'm sorry. Um. But. Yeah, if anybody's suffering from PTSD, it would probably be Lorca. That's true. Well, that that did actually come up. Yeah, but well, it, I, yeah, I think it was I mean, Admiral Cornwall mentioned it. 
And if Ash was just Ash Tyler, yes, he would be suffering from PTSD from the torture and you know, we'll call it what a, it, if he was human and pretty much Laurel pretty much raped him, and you know, right? And yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, you'd have that. But if he's Voke, he chose to go under undergo this procedure, right. so it's not really. One, it's not, he's not human and it's not, this is just a side effect of the procedure. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting that some people were taking that view, but okay. Yeah, I I, I didn't, I didn't hear anything about the PTSD, but yeah, I did, uh, I did see some backlash about Colber, which, yeah, I was... I was shocked and I'm kind of regretting not uh, having watched um, after Trek now. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. And I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to discuss it, but they backpedaled on it. I think because they got some backlash. Well, the other backlash, I think they were getting some, the other thing I saw on Twitter again, which I I didn't, I I don't see it as an issue. They were saying, Oh, well, that's the third person of color that they killed off. I was like, well, the show's incredibly diverse. If they're yeah. if they're treating, they got a diverse show. The people are going to die. It's likely that this could happen. But I think they got backlash, and I don't know. My issue with the show is well, they they backpedaled and basically said, "Oh well." I think that I Dan is not dead, and he he'll be back. I mean, they confirmed he'll be back, which t- took away the impact of him dying. Great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I did wish I. Did. Had yeah. watched it, but I think I, they mentioned that before. Probably they even got any feedback because After Trek takes place live right after the airing. So I well, I they the, oh, people live tweet when they're watching. Yeah, that's so true. But that and yeah, there was there was a lot of tweets that were coming out when it was airing. So, but they they they've got the season planned out already. So you know they're not gonna. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, geez, I don't know why they had a. I mean, if they're gonna cut off a character. I mean, great. I don't mind them coming back, but they shouldn't have put it out there. They're just gonna come back. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and and um, oh, who's the showrunner? Uh, the male, um, Aaron Harbour. Aaron Harbour. He mentioned like he and I kind of want to get the book, uh, the from the real Paul Stamets. The mycelium, I think it's called mycelium running, or something. Yeah. Pretty much the science of all this, and uh, so yeah, I think I think I think uh, the character Paul Stamets is. I think he's probably has some kind of ability because when he tried to leave the sick bay and Doctor Colbert like went up to like try to stop him and he just like pushed him and Colbert flew back. My first, oh, yeah. my first reaction was thought I, I thought back to like um, Gary Mitchell. Oh, I did too. With the eye, how his eyes looked. I did too. So I was like wondering, well, wonder if the, the mycelium's and the tardigrade DNA is giving him like other abilities, you know? Oh, I, no, I thought that too. That's the first thing. I mean, his his eyes are more cloudy not glowing but no i he definitely seemed to have superhuman strength when yeah. he pushed him away 
That'll be interesting. But the thing with Culver, I mean, how they, I mean, if he come, when he if he comes back, which they kind of confirmed, I mean, it's probably going to be the mirror universe Culver. I mean, he's he's around there, so yeah. he'll probably be the one that I don't know how they would. Well, I th- I think I mean I think maybe. I think Stamets might have like abilities to, you know, to bring back the dead. Turn, bring back the dead, you know. I <laughs> they could take him to uh, Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> the search for Colbert. <laughs> Contra from the mirror universe, Culver, and then take the Contra back. Burnham can get his Contra, take that back, because they can't take his body because his quantum signature wouldn't, wouldn't work in the other True. universe. They yeah. just take his Contra, and then... But it would be an evil Contra. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mirror universe... Emerge his mirror universe Contra with his... Federation universe body. So we'll have the right quantum signature, but the personality will be mirror universe. Right. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the in the next next the the previous for next weeks. I mean, they did show Stamets holding Colber in his arms, like sitting on the floor. So yeah, his dead and, body. And, and yeah, and they also showed what what is it? Because they showed Sarek. And he yeah. and he had the goatee just like Spock. <laughs> yeah. oh, that is true. I didn't think of that. But all Vulcans have goatees and mirror universe. Yeah. All mirror universe Vulcans have goatees. <laughs> Even Savick. Oh man! <laughs> I think we should start naming our episodes. That would be the name of our episodes. All the in the new universe have goatees. <laughs> All right. So I, I, a good place to wrap this episode up. I think so too. And maybe we can get, on. get this out. Hopefully this will be published before the next episode, which we'll probably do another review of. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. There's no, there's no awards on Sunday night, so I'll be able to watch it Sunday. We should be able to record a new one on Monday. If you want to do it, if you want to do it every week or every two weeks, I don't know. We haven't. We I don't think, really. I, you know, there's only what a few episodes left. I think we should. Yeah, we should try to try to push these out weekly. Review the final episodes. We'll try. Don't hold us, to that, people. <laughs> don't push it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, man. thanks everybody. Thanks, my to my partner and co-host John. Thank you, Garen. It's good it's to be good it's good back. to be back. Um, hopefully, we won't be gone for another four months. <laughs> Not unless you're planning on moving again. Although, uh, you know, never know. never know with me. So, uh, I got two, I got two options: either move to North Carolina where you're at, or uh, someplace else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think we know what you what you're gonna do. Yeah. Well, uh, right, I, I don't want to get it. In. 
you know, if you're out there, um, we'll try to be back again soon. Thank you for listening to Trek Talk. And if, before we go off, if you have any questions or comments, you can uh, email us at trektalkpodcast at gmail.com or send us a Twitter tweet. You can tell them old at uh, Trek Talk at Trek Talk Podcast on Twitter. Live long and prosper, everyone. And prosper. <laughs> <laughs>